Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. One time I was in a meeting like this, a strong prophetic anointing came upon me. I prophesied on 300 people. The meeting was made to finish at 6. At midnight, we're still there. Amen. Amen. I don't think it's tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody say, oh, 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 praise God. I believe I have an assignment. There is a move of God here. There is a move of God in this house. And mind you, I'm just flowing. I'm only flowing. Hallelujah. There are places where you go to minister. You have to break yourself before anything can happen. Not here. There is a move of God. There is a move of God. But I have a word of God for somebody here. In the midst of this move of God, you've started despising the anointing in this house. You came to the meeting. You see miracle. You hear testimony. And your attitude is like this is for them. It's not for me. Can a man despise God? Yes. Yes. Can a man become familiar with the move of God? Yes. Yes. When? How? That one I want to answer you. Number 12, verse 1 to 2. Time is going fast, but I want to give you this revelation. And we see what God want to do. The Bible said that Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman who he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they say, as the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses, has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now, if you don't see what is going on, you will miss the revelation. Moses was God anointed, appointed to set free a nation, but he had an issue which was not spiritual, was natural, was in natural. Then Miriam 
mix natural and spiritual reality and despise Moses. The moment you despise God's choice, you despise him. The moment you become familiar with your man of God, you become familiar with God. They look down on the calling, the gift, the anointing, the mentor of Moses on the basis of a natural thing. Actually, family. Familiarity. The greatest enemy of the move of God. Can a man become familiar with God? Yes. When you become familiar to a man of God. The Bible insisted twice on that scripture. Ethiopian woman. Ethiopian woman. Now if you know the culture of Jew. No. Those are the children of Ham. The cursed people. You should not be married with them. But God found him married with that woman. And God called him. He left the woman and the children. And went to war to set free Israel. God knew is matter. But God still made a choice. Can God use a liar? Ask Abraham. Hallelujah. It's a big mistake for a man to confuse spiritual matter and supernatural matter. Moses did not answer, but God answered. The Spirit of God left the camp. God moved out of that place. Why? Because that attitude is what fostered rebellion. So, in the moment they were talking, they were already ready for an outbreak of rebellion in the camp. And God had to stop it. Leprosy. Can a man become familiar with God? Yes. When he despises the man of God that God has sent him. Number two, when we despise the things of God. Malachi chapter 1 from verse 6 to 7 the Bible say a son honor his father and a servant his master if then I am the father where is my honor and if I am a master where is my reverence say the Lord of us to you a priest who despise my name yet you say in what way have we despised your name You've offered defiled food on my altar. But you say, in what have we defied you? By saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible. Meaning has no value. Dishonorable. Cheap. Worthless. But this time is not just anybody. 
is a priest. This time is not just anybody. It's a deacon. It's the elder. It's the associate pastor. That look at the anointing of God. The things of God. The calling of God. The purpose of God. The business of God. As common. There is nothing that comes from God as is common. There is nothing that comes from God. This building is not common. This building is a miracle. So when you come here, you need to know I've walked into a miracle zone. The building is a miracle. The atmosphere is a miracle. But you come here, you see God using people. You see people testify and you think it is their turn. It's not my turn. Why? Because you become familiar. We hear, we see things and we get familiarized with everything we are playing. Nobody was born to come and testify here. Not in this place. But you're sitting there Every, that's not for me it's for them you despise the move of God the Bible is full of example of people who despise the move of God the things of God and the despise God one example is Esau for a temporary need Esau made a permanent decision. Give me food. Give me your birthright. Wait a minute. What you say? Birthright? I'm, I'm, this is my home, man. I'm not going from here. This is my papa. I can't trade this for that. There are people who have traded their birthright for a temporary need. Why? They despise. Many people left. They'll be looking from far. And they'll be sorry why we left. Come on. I know what I'm talking about. What is familiarity? What is familiarity? To become familiar is to despise something or somebody. To take it lightly. To look at it as if it was something common. Everything that God does is not common. Ministry is not common. Ministry is not a career. It's a calling. Nobody take upon himself to say, God, I will do. No. You got to be called. Ministry is supernatural. And it's not just any supernatural. It's not witchcraft supernatural. It's supernatural God. So you need to be afraid when you talk about the ministry. When you touch the man of God, you are touching God. Unfortunately, what people don't understand, familiarity is a matter of the heart. We start despising somebody in the heart. And nobody knows about it. He just bought another car. It's finishing the money. Not knowing that it had nothing to do with your money. How can I be a giver and be broke? He said it. 
Oh yes, I'm gonna say something tonight. I hope you invite me back here. The greatest enemy of the move of God is familiarity. When we become familiar, that means we become used to the men of God, used to the things of God, the move of God will stop. God will get out. But I came to tell somebody, God is not going to get out. You're going to get out. You're going to be dry. You're going to lose out because something is happening in the house. Hallelujah. That's why I appreciate these young men. I really honor them. Because many pastor kids, they think that their father is playing. Elise, the priest, the Bible says children were committing fornication right in the church. And what happened because of that? They had an ichabod. That means the glory was gone. Why? They despise God and they despise the things of God. I salute you guys. What caused familiarity? Jesus said this in John 13, verse 20. Most assuredly, I say to you, He will receive whoever I have sent, receives me. And He will receive me, receive Him who sent me. It's a great privilege for a man of God to even pick up the phone and call you. Never take it for granted. Apostle, one time we. In Madagascar, they had the, I don't know how to call it, a carnival, Christian carnival. They were on the street. And people were dancing, celebrating Jesus. About 2,000 people. And people saw me there because they all wanted to see me on the stage. They said, let's take a picture. And I said, come on, let's take a picture. Everybody came for a picture. But a woman came not for a picture, but for a transformation. Right in the midst of the street, there were no choir, there were nobody interceding, there were nobody praying, there were no atmosphere. She laid her hand on me in faith and she collapsed on the floor. Deliverance started. Who touched me? Who touched me? Peter said, everybody's touching you, but they're touching you with a familiar spirit. They're touching you with familiarity. Jesus said, there is somebody who touched me. He touched me in a different way. He touched me in a different way. He touched me putting a demand on the anointing I carry. He touched me putting a demand on the power that I have. Somebody touch me. and touch sit down you know what I'll tell you right now the way I know God there is a woman you can't conceive by the time he's ten, just go sit on that chair you have your baby see them knowing. If you go see them putting a demand, he say, if I touch the garment, if only I can touch, not with a familiar spirit, not like other people are touching. If only I can have two minutes with the man of God, not like the peer, not like not like a peer. I know I am a peer, but I want to have a minute with you, not as a peer, but as my man of God. I know there is something that will come out of this meeting.
Why do people become familiar? Number one, lack of fear of God. When you don't fear God anymore, you become familiar. Number two, is taking the grace of God as common. Every time we look at things of God as common, we lose out. There is nothing that God does common. If God gives you that marriage, it's not common. Look after it as the Garden of Eden. Protect your marriage because it's the gift of God. If God gave you a business, it's not common. If God gave you anything, it's not common. I kept the car for 10 years because I received it as a miracle. I didn't know must I sell it or not. Every time I want to sell it, I say, hey, I want to sell my miracle. <laughs> Ooh, I know what I'm talking about. Nothing God has is common. But the moment you think that the things of God are granted and you lose the attitude of gratitude, my friend, you'll be grounded. When you lose the heart of gratitude, you will be granted. Number three. People become familiar when they see the humanity of their men of God. I want you to know it's not an angel standing on the pulpit here talking to you. If you're looking for an angel, get out of here. When you get close to the man of God, you will see the humanity. In fact, as the man of God, the more you get close to me, I need to become transparent. Don't come too close. My mouth smells. You need to know certain things. Why God can go use somebody whose mouth is smelling, whose feet are smelling? Yes. That's not your business. None of your business. Come on. Come on. Moses had an issue. He could not talk. It would take five minutes to say one word. God said, use it. When you get close to the man of God, you see the humanity. But the problem is that when we see the humanity of our men of God, we rebel against them. We take them for common. No, there is a perfect gift of God in that person. There is a perfect gift of God in that imperfect vessel. Honor the gift. Where the gift is not honor, it cannot flow. I told my sons, I've seen some of the strange miracles this year. But you are sick and you don't call me. That means you despise the anointing that I carry. You're sick, you call the doctor first. That means you despise the anointing of the man of God. You don't want to give God an opportunity to turn that condition into a miracle. To turn that trial into a testimony. That's why you prefer to go and seek for the doctor instead of trusting the anointing once again. I don't know where I'm talking today. 
my time is up. I want to go home. To be transparent, I have nothing to do with weakness. It's a privilege for the man of God to invite you to his house. A great privilege. Never take it for granted. Amen. But of course, when you get close to him, you notice that that day he put on that sock that he never wanted to get rid of. The wife bought him for the 50th uh, anniversary or for the fifth anniversary. Now the socks got holes already, but he doesn't want to leave it because the socks got memories. Now when you look at him with that socks where the toes are going out, he said, man of God, the anointing has gone away because your socks is finished. It might not be that. But it could be any issue. And you look at that, you despise the anointing. Why? The fourth reason. Immaturity. When people are immature, immature, it's dangerous to bring them close to the man of God. No baby is allowed to travel with me. No. Go, mama, I'm going to give you bottle and put on your nappy. Don't come with me. There are people who cannot be close to an apostolic anointing. See, apostolic anointing is not pastoral anointing. It's not a babysitting anointing. Ask Ananias and Sapphira. Who killed them? No. Who killed them? Do you know the answer? From their house, they made a decision to lie. They were not dead. But until they came into the presence of the men of God and lied, they died. Hey. I'm sorry for my tongue. I cannot preach this anyway. I'll tell you why. <laughs> what are the signs? Characteristic of familiarity. Number one is comparison. I preach like him. I can pretty you know what? Let me just you should just give me a microphone, people will see what I'm capable of. Let me tell you something. Your gift got nothing to do with your character. be so prophetic that you shake the house but I tell you that does not mean you have a matching character that does not mean you are a proven minister that does not mean that you have a record that does not mean that I can trust you Some people, no matter how gifted they are, don't allow them to lay their hand on you. They'll put stuff on you. Go for people who are authorized. People are authorized. Many are not authorized. They're running their own business, they're calling it ministry. Number two, sign. They see themselves equal to the men of God. 
Number three, they develop a sense of settlement. Entitlement, rather. You have met some people, Deacon. I've been in this church for long. I serve. And now that becoming just came, they become Deacon before me. Be careful. It does not have to hear you. God can hear what you're saying. Many people are in church, they are dry. Why? Because they spoke against the men of God. They have a spiritual leprosy. What are the removal of the presence of God? You make it in the building, but never in the presence of God. Why? Because you opened your big mouth and spoke against the anointed of God. No wonder he can pray for you from today to tomorrow and sweat. Nothing will happen. Hey. It's not that he's less anointed. There is no way for me to be less anointed. When he started, he started with a small measure. Now that he's far like this, God has increased his measure. Because God is faithful. He said, when you are faithful in that which is little, I will establish you in that which is great. The anointing upon the man of God never goes down. He always goes up. The reason you are not receiving because you become familiar. I won't say that. I will never say that. But I have to say for the sake of somebody. At church, they be my apostle. But at home, you know what Nikki's doing this day? I don't understand. Familiarity. You begin to call him by name. The Lord heard you. When you were talking to your wife on the dining room, the Lord heard you. Another son, they begin to compete. They don't just compare, but they compete. I've learned to tell my children this. There is a moment, Papa is talking. But there's another moment, he's the apostle talking. You better make a difference, otherwise you, you're not going anywhere in life. There are women competing with their husband at home. You can never succeed to compete against that which God has established. Never. God will not allow you. You will not win that one. Never. You came here. You're prospering because of what God deposited in his life. Never forget that. Or oh, some of you, you believe in your career more than you believe in the man of God. It is a lie. You can have the longest CV that starts here all the way to Secunda. You wouldn't get that job. They become familiar with the word of God. The apostle teaching, they're just watching. They used to take note, but they no longer take note. They say, no, I'm recording, I'm going to listen later. But they will never listen later. Never pay attention to that. It will be done. Why? They know too much already. And nothing new. 
we by used to what we hear we used to what we see we used to the miracle and we think it's common no there is nothing is common there is nothing common about the word the revelation if the man of God stand on his pulpit and bring a word it is from God it's not to play with it is holy Hallelujah. You know, let me say that. Sometimes, Apostle, you know that. We have to bring a guest speaker. Why? Because people are used, they know they're not receiving anymore. It's a greatest challenge. Any big man of God knows what I'm talking about. People get so used to you. You pray, you fast, and you come, they're just looking at you with their shingum in their mouth. They're not afraid to talk about you. That is a sign of familiarity. They even give advice. Come and say, Apostle, I got some idea I want to tell you. Ah. Let him ask you. If he does not ask you, don't bring your dirty advice. Keep it for yourself. Huh? You know, sometimes people think that a man is not hearing from God anymore. That's why you begin to hear from God. That is familiar spirit. That is another sign. And that is another topic altogether. When you get used to the anointing, you get used to your man of God, you begin to receive prophetic word about his life, about his business with his wife. God will never tell you about the business of your pastor with his wife. That is Jezebel that is trying to use you to bring division in the church. I saw a vision. I saw the apostle crying. And you believe in that. God, God will not expose the business of his men of God to you. Who are you? You are it, it just about talking to you. And you carry like that, it will be soon exposed. Familiar spirit. That is a fake prophetic spirit. It manifests in the life of people who have become familiar. Did you hear what Miriam said? That God only speaks to him. So let God speak to us now. The confused. The mixed thing. Oh, my time is up. Two minutes. Can I finish? What are the consequences of familiarity? I've said many times just to give you a picture. Number one. The moment you become familiar to the anointing, you can't receive from that anointing. Yeah. The man can pray and fast for the whole year. When he laying on you, nothing will happen. Is that his problem? No. It's a Bible problem. Jesus had the same problem. They didn't want to receive from him. He could not do miracles. Why? They said, you are a carpenter. Since when you became a prophet? Familiarity. The anointing you respect is the anointing you attract. I respect this man of God. In South Africa, he's on my list. I respect him. I love the way God uses him. I am attracted by what God is doing through him. By the way, the apostle and apostle, 
He's my big brother. You might call me apostle, but he's my big brother. Oh, come on, let me tell you something. Let me help you here. Uh huh. Don't put on your hair right now. They're big brothers. <laughs> Can you pray for me? Of course. Of course. I'll take prayer for him. I'll take word from him. I believe in him. But you come and sit here with your chair. How much? How much that screen costs? He might have put a lot of money there. None of your business. None of your business. None of your business. When you become familiar to the anointing, you cannot receive that from that anointing. Listen, there is a law of demand and receiving in the spirit. When you put a demand, it's released. When you don't put a demand, it cannot be released. Every man of God only flow in a place where there is a demand. If there is no demand, it cannot release. Now, when you become a family, you don't receive anymore. How can you give to the people if you are not receiving from your apostle? What are you going to give them? Your grandma or the anointing? I'm a pastor. Let me tell you something. I don't care what pastoral level you have. Sorry for my English today. But you have to receive. Come and receive the way you were receiving the first time you came here. Because by now it has increased. It's more than what you got. The first time you came is at another level. Come and be humble and receive. If you don't receive, you cannot give. I cannot supply where there is no demand. The second thing, when we become familiar, we lose faith for the supernatural. Nothing kills a supernatural like familiarity. Nothing. Hallelujah. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing killed that. So what do you do? When you found familiarity, I'm finishing. I see my time is going up. I want to pray for some folks before I leave. <laughs> Number one, thing you do to deal with familiarity is rebuke. What God does to deal with familiarity is rebuke. Paul said to Titus, he said this in second. Titus chapter 2 verse 15 he said speak this thing exhort and rebuke rebuke with all authority rebuke the moment you see somebody becoming familiar mentor pastor if you see your disciple becoming familiar with what you receive from your apostle rebuke them Paul was very strong on this. He said, Timothy, don't let anybody despise you because of your youth. Rebuke them with all authority. You know, sometimes people closest to the anointing are the ones that have to be 
rebuke the most. One minute. Peter, you are the greatest prophet. Ah, flesh and blood can't reveal that to you. The next minute, prophet become devil. He call him devil. He said, get out of here, Satan. He was talking to Peter. I don't know how Peter behaved after he heard that. And you can read the Bible and see the tone of Jesus when he called Peter demon. I know many of you, if the apostle call you demon, you pack, you don't come back again. But Peter said, I'll stay. Deliver me, please. Deliver me. You need to be honest. You have to be rebuked. If you cannot be taking a rebuke, sorry for that. If you cannot take a rebuke, you know what, what does that make you? A bastard. Who is a bastard is one that cannot take a correction. I'm not a bastard. I'm a fan. I welcome correction. Even if it's going to make me cry when I come out of that office, I'd rather cry than to be a bastard. Number two, dealing with familiarity is to put a distance. God lifted the camp. Put a distance. Put a distance. When I see you getting too familiar with me, distance. God put a distance, so I will put a distance too. I'll finish by the story of Ham, the bad story of Noah. Everybody knows that. But I'm just going to read the story and I'll be done. I want to show you something. Genesis 9 verse 21 to 27. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on their, on both their shoulder, and went backward. Say backward. It's very important. So they went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their face were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. That is his humanity. They refuse. To look at his humanity, although it was all over. It was all over. Anybody want to see? Come, it's here. But they say, no, we're going to go backward. Watch this. Then the man of God wake up. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his, his younger son had done. To him, then he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servant, he shall be to his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shemen, Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tent of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. What's going on here? A powerful thing I want you to see here. The son that came. Hey, look at this drunkard. Stupid man, stupid man. How can you do things like this? Don't you know there are children here? Forward. 
forward, forward, forward to the nakedness of his father. He was forward, forward to talk about pastor, forward to talk to despise about the business tree, forward to gossip about the church staff, forward to do nonsense, forward. But the other one, they were backward. Backward. No, I'm not going to talk about this. This is not the place. I'm not a man of God. He's the man of God. Get out of here. In fact, if you say one word, I'm taking it right there to him. Backward. But because of that, the one that was forward, he went from sonship to servanthood. When you become familiar to your man of God, when you become familiar to the things of God, there is a curse that come upon you that keep pushing you backward, that keep reversing you. You could have been far now. You could have been anointed now. You could have been in a better place. But because you've been talking, because you became familiar, that thing hit on you and your lives are going backward. You start losing. But when you are backward... When you refuse to despise the men of God, when you refuse to despise the things of God, then that moment you go forward. I came here to tell somebody there is an anointing of acceleration, but it's not for everybody. It's for those who say, I'm going to be backward for the things of God. I'm going to be backward for my men of God. I'm going to be backward for the things of God in this house. I refuse to be forward. When you are backward, then immediately you'll be accelerated. Bow down your head in the presence of God. Create atmosphere for the house. Somebody got to repent right now. Somebody has to repent. Reduce the light in the house. If I be a father, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my honor? Let worship come and give it. Let me hear. There are people here. You are sick in your body. You're not getting healed because the anointing that God gave to heal you, you've been speaking against that anointing. Your business is trouble, and then nothing is moving forward because you spoke against God and God heard it. You say, ah. When you spoke against the men of God, you spoke against God. When you look at the things of God as common, when you despise the thing that God is doing, all kind of miracles, signs and wonder is happening in this house. But you still look at it as if it was common. You still look at it as if it was nothing. And you are in your body, you are sick. Why? Because God heard you. change today oh you priests would despise my name you were sick the first person you call it was your doctor because you thought that your man of God is not anointed enough for that that is not his league your sickness is bigger than it's a calling upon his life something I have to change today I don't know where I'm talking about here but I didn't come here to judge you I came with a word of rebuke 
before God can put a complete distance between you and the anointing. You need to repent right where you are. But the Lord is saying there are people here. You need to come to the altar. You need to come to the altar. You need to come to the altar. You spoke against the anointing. You spoke against this house. You spoke against what God is doing in this house. And the Lord heard you. Today I came as a prophet with a word of correction, a word of rebuke. That if you will not hear the voice of God, the Lord will put a distance between you and the anointing. And you'll never be able to come out of what you're going through right now. If you know this word is for you, that you need to repent. You took the calling. You took the things of God as something that was common. Right now, God is talking to you. I want you to come forward. Come here. Come in the altar. Come in the altar. Let it go. God want to heal you. Apostle going to pray for you because today as you repent, you will see that he never lose what God gave him. But you could not receive from him because you were hard. You were hard. And I'm talking to somebody here. God is calling you. Let's worship. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.